Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And me being a guest, I feel like I deserve some leniency on my awkwardness. No leniency, no ums. Fluid sentences all day long. Okay. But normally we start the pod like this. Yo, Satchel, how was your weekend? Um... Um, yeah, we're, we're starting with kind of a, a train wreck here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we spent the whole, Jackson and I spent the whole weekend together. Jackson, you talk about Alex's thing, and then we'll talk about the, the veil. Oh yeah, of course. So Alex, unfortunately, is not here this week. He is hungover from his birthday celebrations and could not join us this week. So we actually have a guest a guest on the pod this week. Her name is Sydney Foster, and she happens to be my live-in roommate and girlfriend. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello. Yeah, say hi, Sydney. How was your weekend? Um, my weekend was very good, and I would like to say that I am just as hungover as Alex, and yet here I still am. Oh, that reminds me. There's some excitement that I haven't even heard about yet. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever could you mean, Satchel? <laughs> On Saturday, Alex kind of organized like a bar crawl. I think there were probably like 15 people out hopping around Denver. We went to Improper City. And what what were some of the other, the other bars? We went to that rooftop at Catbird hotel it was called the red barber yeah and then we went to other staples like federales um tin barrel pretty much just like your rhino go-to's and then and then then jackson and satchel loaded up to head out to the mountains yeah that was that was a real send of us but we'll get into that later what what happened to you after we left for veil and then it was Alex is 26th birthday, so I said, Alex, I'll treat you to a visit to the strip club. So we went to Shotgun Willie's, which is located in a Target parking lot next to a Chick-fil-A. And we had a fabulous time. I had a great time. What were some highlights? Yeah, tell us the highlights, because um, I heard Alex got the birthday treatment. Alex did get the birthday treatment. Um, and he, he, he reacted as well as any Alex could and <laughs> didn't know where to put his hands or his eyes. <laughs> and, and that's all I'll say. He was a very respectful visitor to the strip club and I did laugh a lot. I really want to see a video. I think that would be priceless. It would have been great. Unfortunately, I don't think they allow a lot of video in the strip club. No, no, no. But um, right after that, we got a text message pretty urgently saying, I don't have my keys. And it was like a hangover moment that night. And we were already in Vail, but I was reading and laughing. And I I asked Alex if they were um, hidden in a particular place. Uh, okay. <laughs> with it. Yeah. It, it went from him texting about all the times he had seen that night to, I can't find my keys. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. And that's our co-host. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, it was Alex and just like me and one of our other girlfriends. So just like the trio of us in the strip club, I'm sure it was a pretty interesting Well, it's better site. to go with women in the strip club because then the strippers know that the men are like, well, I, I assume that's the case is that yeah. the, the women feel more comfortable when there's other women with the men that are in there, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, like less of a threat. I would prefer, like, a giggly group of friends who are being very nice and respectful to, like, some dude sitting in a dark corner, like, giving you the occasional 20, but I don't know. No, but Alex is actually not on the pod this week because he's um, finishing up some work, so unfortunately he's not here, but we will get him back next week, and we're excited to have you on the pod this week. Thank you. Sasha, why don't you tell the audience, though, why we left that night and didn't make it to the strip club from that bar crawl. Okay, so uh, Sunday was our first official day as Vail employees. We had our training, which was a calamity. It was really our our I-9 check. So for, for those of you who have started a new job recently or even not recently, they need to verify that you are, in fact, a U.S. citizen, or uh, if you weren't a U.S. citizen, there's probably still some options for you, but they need to know what's going on, and so we needed to bring our passport to Vail Village, specifically Gold Peak, where we will be working as ski instructors the rest of this year, and the instruction from Vail Resorts was really subpar. I don't mean to shit on my employer right out of the gate, but it was chaos and so we don't even know where to go we show up at this this daycare center at the bottom of the mountain and immediately it there was issues they looked you know we were supposed to have employee numbers at this point and be in their system satchel's not even in their system so we sat on the phone with it for like an hour waiting for them to pick up and then finally they pick up and they're like sucks bro like they (laughs) Much gave him no help. So yeah, that's kind of how our Wait, day so on Sunday started. How did Satchel get set up for the season then? Pretty much I just didn't get set up. <laughs> I, like I haven't filled out any paperwork. I'm still waiting on an email to verify that like I'm even going to work there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they still let me do the whole training, like a, a four-hour training after we showed them our passports. You had a four-hour training on Sunday? Yeah, we did. Which was super casual. I mean, the whole thing is just so unorganized, super casual. Like, what did they go over? Like, don't pretty much. They pretty much just showed us ski videos and told us about Vail's culture. They gave us our lockers, which the lockers are actually pretty cool because we now have lockers at the base of the mountain and we have access to a ski tuning room. And apparently the locker room is kind of a fun, fun place to hang out if you're a Vail employee. But other than that, it wasn't very informative. We now have another seven weeks of on-snow training where they told us we would pretty much learn. Seven weeks or seven days? Seven, I, I apologize, seven days, but consecutive weekends where they will be training us on how to actually handle the kids. So yeah, this weekend was kind of just uh, the I-9 check and we, we all envisioned we were gonna ski this weekend and that did not happen. Listen to how unprepared we were, Satchel and Jade went to the mountain we were planning on skiing we loaded up all our ski gear into jade's car and we get there and we realize they don't even have their passes to go skiing yet because the only way we're going to get our pass is if we sign up for the ski school 
which of course Satchel's not even an employee, so how? Did, so he didn't get his pass either. Well, also after four hours of training, I bet it was pretty late in the day too. Right? We were trying to ski before the training. Oh, that was the shit. whole mishap. And we left the entire weekend not knowing how much of a commitment being a ski school instructor really is. Like, how many weekends do you actually have to teach so that you fulfill the requirement of getting a, ski, a free ski pass? For our listeners out there, if, you be, if you're an employee of Vail, you get a free ski pass. But as I mentioned to Satchel and Jade, I was like, why don't we just space out our trainings throughout the whole season and teach like twice and get the free ski pass? But Satchel and Jade believe that there's the Vail is probably smarter than just allowing of you to free ride. Like that. We assume it's been tried before. <laughs> yeah. Wait, also, Satchel, what age group are you getting or do you know that yet so initially i was told three to six uh it'd be so tough it would be terrible they should they're like walking us around and they're like oh yeah here's the magic carpet where uh you're primarily teaching if you have the three to six age group and it's like i don't even know that it's really steep enough at the top to like glide down i think you would probably have to like shuffle (laughs) (laughs) like get all the way to the bottom yeah which is hopefully not the case i think all three of us are now gonna be in seven to teen i there's talk of us doing devo which is uh instead of like having a different group every weekend you would have the same group of kids who already know how to ski so it'd more be like just having fun around the mountain but uh still kind of a question mark on our end on how many days we have to teach if we uh, choose to do Devo. So uh, we're like uh, like 10 emails back and forth in the email chain. But I think we're making headway to Jackson's credit. I wouldn't know shit if Jackson weren't on top of this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, no, I think that sounds really fun. And then also you could like get to know the kids over the how many weeks you're going to be teaching them. Right. And... Again, I know that you guys are pretty good skiers, so I imagine you want to get away from the magic carpet and more importantly, be like teaching kids how to really get really good. Yeah, I think it's going to like really set in what we actually signed up for, like once we have our first lesson, because right now it's like there's just this whole spectrum of of, uh, what this season will look like in our heads of like either we're having no fun like standing with three-year-olds or we're skiing the back bowls true yeah that's an important distinction i feel yeah but i think (laughs) you guys actually really like it yeah i i've kind of been getting really excited about it i think it'll feel rewarding to be teaching little kids and i was actually a devo student growing up myself and those were formative times for my skiing career and and shaped me into be a a much better skier no i totally agree and even you know i was the little kid who came from oklahoma and did it for two or three days but you know i thought that my ski instructors were gods (laughs) and i think that both or actually all three of you like jade included definitely have the personality types to make them have a really fun experience on the mountain so I think you'll really like it. It will be tough, like, giving up that many weekends, but also, 
Jackson came back and goes, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to spend like 15 weekends in Vail. And I'm like, oh, in Vail? <laughs> as long as, as long you as we have a, thing. as long as we have a place to stay, because I was joking to Satchel that if there could be weekends where we have to crash in the car because our condos are rented. And if that is the case, Satchel's going to show up to Devo and his, his Devo kids are going to be like, Satchel, what happened to you? Why, why do you have such bags under your eyes? Why, yeah. why are you freezing? Why are you, you guys, shivering, Satchel? We're just... <laughs> Satchel's going to have to be like, Shut up. I slept in my car last night. <laughs> I think you guys could cuddle up and really have a nice night in the car together. <laughs> just start like a little fire in the center console. <laughs> yeah. A little campfire. Open the sunroof. Yeah, we'd have to run the engine all night. Oh, Just geez, take painful. off some layers and spoon each other. Jeez. <laughs> not, not Satchel. We'll put Jade in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to our mountain of the week, which coincidentally <laughs> is Vale. We were just there. Um, I wanted to provide some update about the train because there's not a lot of information online. Well, there is information online, and frankly, we didn't ski, so I'm taking the information from online, but I did get to see the base of the mountain. I did get to see how much snow there was around town and kind of get a feel for what was happening. We actually talked to some people, some, some older ladies who had been skiing that day and told us that the conditions were actually pretty good. What's interesting is that Vale is only running the chair four lift, so... If you're unfamiliar, that's the lift from Midvale once you get up the gondola. So they're running the top of the mountain, which makes sense. It's a little bit colder up there. And there's some blues and greens underneath chair four that are open right now. As of this weekend, there was only 3% of the mountain open. That's six runs, um, a few blues and a few greens. And they had had two inches over the last 24 hours. That was on Sunday. Unfortunately, we drove home last night and they got nine inches last night, which is kind of silly that we drove home because we would have had a pretty good pow day today. They opened up more terrain under chair four. I looked online and, and the, it looked pretty good. The, the only thing that really prevented us from you know, staying up there being really stoked about skiing was there's still no as far as we can tell there's no um, top to bottom skiing you can't ski to the base of the mountain you actually have to download on the gone on the gondola at least as far as the website says as far as looking forward for the forecast there is still some light snow expected on thursday and friday of this week so this weekend could shape up to be a pretty good weekend to be in Vail if you're looking to get some skiing in. And we'll be back there for our training, so we will be able to give you guys another update next week. One thing that we did talk about this weekend was skiing the East Vail Chutes. This is something that we have never done. Satchel, you, you've never skied the East Vail Chutes. Yeah, the first I've heard about them is... Uh talking to Forrest about them. Did you ask him about them this weekend? Yeah, well, I thought we were talking about the shoots in the hot tub. <laughs> I was a little bit tipsy, <laughs> let's say. I don't know much about the East Vale shoots. You're going to have to you're going to have to fill me in. So the I'll just we'll leave this section brief, but the East Vale shoots are backcountry train accessed outside of the Vale boundary back towards 
you hike out of China Bowl, um, Outer Mongolia is what it's called. There's a Pama lift back there. You take that to the top and then you hike out of bounds towards Vail Pass. So back east. Um, and it's pretty infamous. The snow stays great back there. You know, as you can imagine, it's all backcountry. But it is kind of um, infamous for being a dangerous place to ski. Um, I know my dad has skied it. I, I, I talked to tons of people who have skied back there before. There's also a place called Mushroom Bowl, which is kind of, um, I would say, another great spot to ski, maybe a little bit less dangerous. There's always people who die in avalanches back there, but it's something where, it's, it's a place where having grown up in and around Vail, I've always wanted to ski back there, and I think this season is the year to do it. We just have to make sure we have all of our proper backcountry gear on us, uh, Beacon Shovel Pro, and I've heard that lots of people like to ski with an Avalon or with airbikes back there. So maybe we could um, borrow some from our other friends who have those packs. But um, yeah, that's that's something we're looking to ski this season. And we should, we, we might actually try to have somebody on who skied the Eastvale shoots. We could talk to Forrest and have him come talk on the pod about skiing Eastvale shoots. Um, Forrest is our, our golden goose. Yeah, they have these photos in their apartment in Vail of Forest. Like, when do you think those photos were taken? Like the eighties, uh, eighties, like yeah, eighties, nineties. And Forest is like launching off the biggest cliffs I've ever seen. You look at the photo and you're like, did that come out of a ski magazine? That's nope, so cool. it's just Forest. That sounds about right. And for our listeners, that is Jade's dad, um, and Jade is also a badass skier who uh, is going to be doing the training with us, as you know. Um, I think we can keep moving here to the M&M segment. <laughs> this is a new segment I just named called Mounting News in the Mountains. You like it? M&M's pretty catchy. It's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> what is the mounting part? <laughs> What does that mean? Yeah, that sounds <laughs> Mounting is like the snow is mounting, the news is mounting, the oh. pressure is building. <laughs> okay. I thought it was pretty creative. I, I have a fun caveat about snowpack okay. that I learned today. Okay, that's exciting. Can I share that? Please. Okay. Well, I just, th- I think that this is an interesting insight into the amount of snow that is currently up in Summit County. Because today I booked a surprise horse sleigh ride with hot cocoa for my grandparents and my family in um, Frisco, like next Wednesday. But they did let me know that there's not enough snow yet, so it's not really a sleigh ride, it's just a wagon ride. So they have wheels until there's like, I can't remember, they said like X amount of snow and then it's actually a sleigh. Mm. So it may be like a little underwhelming, but I still think it will be some holiday fun. But I feel like that's pretty telling that the sleigh is still a wagon as of Thanksgiving. I think uh, regardless, you get you get Daughter of the Year award. I don't think we have I ever done not. anything even close to that. <laughs> Any, anything nearly as considerate. <laughs> That's not the point of the story. But thank you. Jackson's coming. Um, there will be hot cocoa, peppermint schnapps, and live music. Oh, I can't think of the company. I can pull it up, though. 
you should pull it up. If you want to plug it. You, you still got like a couple. This is next weekend? It's next Wednesday. Okay. You got some time. You could be on the snow. And what's interesting is I told all of our listeners last weekend that they're at, that most of Summit County is at 150%, I believe, of snowpack for this time of year. But that said, this time of year is typically pretty sparse, especially down in the valleys of the mountains. I bet, you know, when you say Satchel Lake, Vale Valley felt pretty sparse in terms of the snow. But then once you got up out of the valley at all, it, it was... There was some snow for sure. Yeah, really not much snow in town at all. Um, yeah, you definitely have to look up higher to see the snow. I do have an update. That company is two below zero. All right, well, we're going to have a, a full review. Yeah, we post will. Post sleigh ride. That would actually be great. We'll, I'll, I'll bring back the review. Um, we'll have you back. But um, I... I, I think you were going to give us a, a pitch here. The, the M&M, Mounting News in the Mountains? Oh. No, no, that, that's, that segment is already cut. (laughs) No, your, your, uh, your food idea. Before we go to the food idea, I have to get through our M&M segment, which is, and we're not even going to call it a segment. We're just going to call it the M&M. I got to get through the M&M, which is that Vail Pass officially opened today, which is kind of exciting. So Vail Pass has a winter recreation area. For backcountry skiing, snowboard, snowboarding, and snowmobiling, the collection will begin on November 27th. So there is a small window of time where you can go up there right now and not pay a fee. If you guys have driven past it, they're actually redoing the parking lots at the base. Or not at the, on top of the pass, they're redoing the parking lots. It's a super popular area for snowmobiles. Um, and day passes are $10, season passes are $65.00. That's pretty affordable, and it is a great place to go recreate in the winter. There's also some backcountry cabins up there, um, part of the 10th Mountain Division. So I think that's some pretty good news for our M&M segment. Um, if you guys want a, one more headline for you, the Friends of the Dillon Ranger District are hosting a backcountry film festival on December 12th. Uh, a bunch of backcountry films. So if you guys want more information on that, I will post the link in the bio to the Summit Daily. Now on to our pitchers and pitches segments. Mounting news in the mountains uh, grew on me as you got through it. I'm sorry I cut you off. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Um, you. Will you will you team me up for pitchers and pitches? Will you explain what the problem is here? And for... As a reminder to our audience, Pitchers and Pitches is the, the business idea part of our podcast. I'm hoping that I won't be the only one to come up with business ideas, but uh, that seems to be the trend right now. So, Satchel, why don't you tee me up? Okay, I, I went to school in Fort Collins. If you go to the bars, uh, once you leave, I think probably the best part of going to the bars is the amount of street meat that's outside. Uh, once you leave the bar... Uh, especially the gyros. <laughs> Street meat is uh, any any sort of uh, meat being served out of a cart. So, <laughs> uh, my favorite in Fort Collins, definitely the gyros. I would go uh, pretty much every week. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I'd guess one of the issues that 
we ran into when we were out in Vail, there are really no options at all for once you leave the bars. Yeah. So th and this it, is where Shark Tank Jackson comes in. Vail has a pretty rich nightlife. There's quite a few bars and on the edge of clubs right in town. Um, and I have left those clubs or bars, which whichever you prefer, um, and been super hungry. And everything in Vail shuts down pretty early. The, the one restaurant that we said we would love if it stayed open is called La Cantina in the bus stop. Mm. And it would be so so convenient because most of the time you're drunk, you're taking the bus home to East Vail anyway, and you could just stop and get your burrito in the bus stop. I'm sure La Cantina does not want a bunch of drunk people getting food at 2 in the morning, but therefore there's a market to be served in the Vail area and so that is our pitch for the week is that somebody needs to start a food cart, some street meat in Vail. It could be um, a lot of different, it could be really any type of food. Pizza is always good when you're drunk. In, in Chile, I studied abroad in Chile, they had these, this food called a completo. Do you know what a completo is, City? Why don't you tell me again? <laughs> a completo is a hot dog smothered in guacamole, mayo, and tomatoes. And it is delicious. Don't knock it till you try it. But I am curious, what, what's your favorite drunk food, Sydney? Um, okay, well, I'd like to say everything about the completos sounds good apart from the mayo, um, unless it's like spicy mayo. But my favorite drunk food is like New York style pizza or like a warm chocolate chip cookie. I'm surprised that that place in the bus stop doesn't stay open until like, it stays open until like at least midnight though, right? In the bus stop? Yeah. I think. No, I, we, we were talking about how it's it always seems to be closed even, we, we think it closes after dinner hours, so like yeah, 9, 10 like p.m. Yeah, I feel like it just has really random hours. The one place that does stay open in Vail later is Vendetta's, so you can get pizza. Satchel, we got pizza probably... 11, 11 p.m. one the the other week, but... Yeah, and that was pretty much the only thing that was open. Mm -hmm. You could get pizza probably up until midnight or so. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think I don't disagree. I think that's definitely a missed opportunity. Yeah, that pizza's so good. But And the city of Vail would have a cow if you tried to apply for a street meat permit. Can you imagine Satchel <laughs> applying for a street meat permit with the city of Vail? <laughs> the city of Vail would take a dollar for every... Every single uh, piece of meat that you sold. Yeah. Which so they should they should like it honestly. Yeah, cut them in. You just had like a a pizza window at Vendetta's. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't do that. Yeah, that's the hard part is the real estate at Vale. Like, yeah. wh where are you gonna put your? It, that's why the cart is beautiful because you're not well, having to pay rent, you could right? Do well, maybe not even the cart, but think about in Breck the oh the crepe the crepe stand. place that's just like a little shack. Oh, a crepe, that would really hit the spot. <laughs> yeah, savory and sweet crepe. I think that's that's the business right there. Yeah, and crepes are cheap to make. And there's always a line, like a forty-five minute line at that place. All right, so we're so starting just a crepe to place. Vale, and I feel. How could Vale say no? Because it's also crepes, so it's not like, oh, look, here's, like, some street meat. It's like, <laughs> oh, nice, a crepe, and it fits the vibe and the class and whatever. You wouldn't want Vale to... wants to uphold in their mind. Street meat is for the thrill seekers. <laughs> you could put some street meat 
in your crepe. You could have a crepe that's called the street meat. You'd want to make sure that people didn't think there was French people working at the crepe shop. What? <laughs> that was just a shameless dig at French people. <laughs> I hate French people. <laughs> okay, Jackson coming in with a hot take. Oh, no, I, I've just had some bad... We, I had a bad experience in France. I've never actually met a French person in the United States, actually. It's a French class. Sydney can be the face of the business. Yeah. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, there. <laughs> they'd, they'd see right through it. It's not way too nice to be. Anyway, enough shitting on the French people. You guys have any departing words as we wrap up this podcast here? Um, just thank you for letting me come on. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. I'm sure we'll have you back. I can't wait to give my review of the sleigh ride. Yes, we will have to have or you here. Or wagon ride. But either way, I think it will be fun. And um, for my parting words, uh, coming up next week is a mystery segment. And there are going to be some fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait, Satchel. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, so with that, everyone, thank you for listening to That i70 Show. As a reminder, we would love to get some listener feedback, some listener content. So if you guys have crazy stories from I-70, um, you have general fun skiing stories, you have weather updates, write us a review, leave us a voice message on the Anchor app, or send us an email to thatI70show at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it. And we look forward to next week. Have a good weekend and pray for snow.